What's up? You're listening to Start a Musician, a podcast for people who want to grow their careers as professional musicians. Just because you aren't rich and famous doesn't mean you can't make a living. As freelance musicians, we're in charge of our own careers. We're running our own individual startups. I'm your host, Brandon Shaw, and each episode, I sit down with professional musicians. They may not have a $10 million home, but they're everywhere. Musicians making an honest living by doing something that they love. This is episode number 23. This week, I talk to John Witt Jr. Let's go. Hi, uh, tell me who you are and, uh, and what you do. Um, my name is John Witt Jr. And I am a professional musician. I play keyboards. Awesome. Um, who are some, uh, some people you've, you've worked with? Um, I've worked with uh, Kendrick Lamar, Miguel, uh, Tanache, Andy Grammer, uh, Jojo, a few others. Um, worked with uh, Alicia Keys. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've done some work with uh, Common. Um, I don't even, I don't know, it's been a couple, I'm not too sure. Yeah. It's too many to think of off the top of your head? Couple, yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't even know about some of those. That's I, now I got even more questions. Uh, <laughs> um, how did you uh, you play keys? You used to play drums, is that right? Yeah, you grew up playing drums. Yeah, I grew up playing drums. Um, was... How did you make the switch to to keys? Um, actually, my father kind of forced me into it, actually, because <laughs> yeah, he was a pastor, so I was playing drums and he played keys. So I never wanted to play keys, so we can obviously play together. Right. So once he full on went into pastor, and he was like, "You need to learn how to play piano." I was like, "Nah, I'm good." So he was just like, "No, you have to do that." So he ended up selling my drum set and oh. had nothing but keys in the house. So like, yeah, it just kind of, yeah. So you're gonna learn to play. So when what, he wasn't around, what age is that? This was about eleven. Eleven. Okay. Yeah. So. I was like, ah. I tried to dance all the way around it, so I picked up trumpet in school, so I didn't have to play keys. So I figured, cool, if I pick up another instrument, he's not going to bother me about it, and I can uh-huh. play drums whenever. So no, nah, it didn't go anywhere. So <laughs> he would like buy different things, which I didn't know what they were at the time. Now that I'm older, I kind of realized what I had. Right. So he had an organ in the house. He had keyboard modules, DX7 sequencers before they actually put them in keyboards. Like he wow. had. All sorts of stuff, but I didn't care because I didn't want to play. Right. So I would mess around when he wasn't around. So then eventually I just kind of like took to it around high schoolish, and mm-hmm. then it just kind of kept going after that. And now it's done really good things for me. So I, I thank <laughs> him now. Out, yeah. yeah, it turned out really well. But uh, at first, nah, I wanted no parts yeah. of that. Do you still play drums or trumpet? Um, trumpet, no. Um, I stopped after a random like my lung collapsing. In uh, my senior year of high school. Wait, what? Yeah. Your lung collapsed? Yeah, my lung collapsed. In like f- from playing trumpet? They don't know. They still don't know. I really don't know, but I'm going to assume maybe that was the reason. But I was in like my government class, just kind of hanging out, chilling, mind my own business. I went to stand up, and it felt like a gigantic weight just like crushed my chest. And I didn't know what it was. But I went throughout the rest of the day like that, just like not really being able to breathe and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And then... I told my mom, I think I need to go to the doctor. And, like, she knows what that means because I hate the doctor. Yeah. So I went and then 
Sure enough, yeah, you have a collapsed lung. Wow. But they didn't catch it until after I left, which was kind of a weird thing too. Huh. So, but no. So that was it for that was it for, instruments. Yeah, that was it for that. And then drums, I don't play too much anymore because I don't really have to because everyone else is so much better. So I just leave that to them. Kind of. Smart. Yeah. Smart. Absolutely. Not my thing. <laughs> um, awesome. What did you do? Uh, so you, you got into keys in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you do after high school, music-wise? Uh, music-wise, I moved to the next biggest city closest to where I was from. Where are you from? Uh, a little town called Tulare. It's uh, central California. It's about three and a half hours north of L.A. Gotcha. So and then we went to the next city over, Fresno, which had much more of a music scene. But uh, I went there, and then I actually started doing music at Fresno State. I actually did the marching band because it was kind of a prerequisite if you wanted to be in the music program. So mm-hmm. I did that and played drums in that. And then I started playing at a church there from uh, it was a family friend. He had started a church, was, which is pretty much where I kind of figured out the whole keys thing. So mm-hmm. he didn't have any musicians in anything. He just had an organ. Yeah, He was just like, feel free to figure it out. So he let me use the church and the services to kind of figure out how wrong I was doing everything. So <laughs> Awesome. Um did you so you went to Fresno State? Yeah. Uh did you go to did you do time at Berkeley too? I did, yeah. So after I think I stayed in Fresno for maybe three, four years and then I auditioned for Berkeley and then I got in and then I left. And so went to Berkeley and then from Berkeley straight to LA. Nice. Yeah, so I lasted at Berkeley for about a year. Yeah. yeah, that seems to be. I feel like I know more people that like do a year at Berkeley mm-hmm. than like do the whole the whole thing. The yeah, whole thing. unless you get a, a full ride or something, you kind of have to stay. Right. right. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, and then you came to LA after that. Uh, why did you pick LA over? Because I know Berkeley's in Boston mm-hmm. and New York's right there. Yeah. Uh, why'd you pick LA? LA. Um. They don't. There's snow in LA. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't do the snow the winters. That was not my thing. So being a a Cali kid and going to the East Coast, I wasn't ready for the weather. Yeah, not even a little bit. So I was just like, I have to go to LA or somewhere else. But I can't stay here. Right. So I figured everything else is in LA or everything passes through LA. So why not give it a shot? Yeah. So here I am. Nice. LA it is. Uh, what was your first um like bigger uh gig that you landed when you got to la um my very first gig was with uh, a mutual friend of ours uh Marquet, his band um it was a michael jackson theater show that they got the call for and they needed another keyboard player and i was friends with his uh, md first and then that's how that happened but the first like artist big gig that i ever had after that was miguel so I started pretty much at the start of his career. Oh, wow. So that was my first real like artist gig. Yeah. Uh, how did you get into how, like how did you um get word into of, that gig? Word of mouth. Um, yeah. it was uh, it's kind of kind of a Long Beach kind of crew of guys who kind of just kind of hang out in Long Beach. That's where I moved when I first came to L.A. Mm-hmm. So one of the our mutual friends was a bass player, and he was working with this new dude. He was like, "Yo, we're looking for a keys player." I used to go to some random jam called The Factory in Long Beach. So that's where I knew him from. And he was just like, yo, play over this track of his and I'll show it to him. 
I'm pretty sure he's going to like it. So I did it, and then they played it for him. He was like, cool, have him come to the studio. We can kind of, like, vibe out and kind of see how it goes. And that's how it went. We vibed. Everything was cool. And he was just like, you want to play? I was like, sure. <laughs> so, and we that's how it happened. Sweet. Yeah. Um, are you on... So now you're playing with him. Does that uh, are you on any albums or or touring? Yeah. What did that just? Uh, no, no albums. Like? Just his tours. I think I did like his first like three or four major tours that he did. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. So yeah, no studio stuff or anything like gotcha. that. Yeah. Uh, but so that's a couple years then at least. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was a solid two, two and a half. Yeah, it was kind of okay. like off and on, but yeah, it was good. Wow. Yeah. Uh, what did you do after that? Um, after that. What did I do after that? Um, I think I started working with a kid named Cody Simpson. Mm. So I ended up working, going the, the teen route for a little while. I was uh-huh. with him for a little bit. Is and he Disney or no? No, he was YouTube. He was from Australia. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. So that was cool. So I, I was working with him for a while, which is where I met a, another one of our mutual friends, Zach. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, and then kind of in between all of that, just kind of like hopping around different little things and stuff like that. So nothing, nothing too crazy. Hmm. Yeah. Um, you did a, an American Idol tour. Yeah, right? I did. Yeah. What? Uh, that's the one they do like after the after the season. Over. Yeah. So uh, what season was? That Ooh, that's a good question. I or think it was or four, what year? I guess. Um, it was last summer. Actually, oh, I think it was, wow. was it season 14, 15? I think it... Was that the last one? It was the second to last one. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they were supposed to do it again, and then they uh, decided not to. Two summers ago, I'll take that back, because gotcha. last summer was something different. But yeah, so that was uh, cool. They took the top five contestants, because hmm. I think it initially was more. It was like 10 or 12. Yeah. But it was good. It was still... It was uh, different. That was probably the first gig that I've done where... I get to play all different genres of music yeah. on the same gig versus one, whether yeah. it be pop, R&B, whatever. But no, it was good. It was it was a lot of fun. The band was great. Nice. So, um, How did you get to uh, plug in with Kendrick Lamar? Oh, um, a random word of mouth text message. Huh. So um, a mutual friend... Um, of a buddy of mine he plays keys as well he had told the md hey i couldn't i can't do this gig but i know this other guy he's good he can do it so it was the last they had two shows left in canada Hmm. and obviously no rehearsals because they're opening up for kanye on the yeezus tour oh so it's just like they send me the show i fly in do two shows and that's all yeah so i'm thinking to myself like okay cool well Looks like I got to play on somebody else's stuff, learn the music, and then come in and play the music as if I've been on this tour the entire time. Right. So, I show up. I just happen. Oh, cool. Catch my flight. I'm in Toronto. Don't know any of the people. Don't know anybody. So, just happened to be in the elevator with the MD. So, wait. You didn't know anyone in the band already? No. So, was it like a friend of a friend kind of situation? Yeah, kind of a thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, the guy who was... That referred me wasn't even in the band. He was just filling in. Oh. But he couldn't do it because he had to go do something else. And then he okay. just kind of threw my name out there. And, like, the front of house guy actually knew who I was because we worked on Miguel together. Oh, okay. So he kind of, like, vouched for me, too. It was just like, nah, he's fine. He'll be good. So 
luckily for him, they were like, all right, cool. We'll go with a random and kind of see how it goes. Yeah. So I made sure I, I learned my stuff, studied, showed up. And like I said, I ran into the MD on the elevator. I was like, are you? He was just like, John. I was like, yep, it's me. So cool. Then we showed up. They didn't have a sound check at all. So I just got time just to kind of go up and figure out where everything was on the keyboard. Because it's not your rig, right? Not mine's at all, yeah. So I just have to kind of find where his stuff was and then kind of how to, you know, quick change, patch it, all that kind of thing. Because it was like a 45-minute set. Is that uh, a hardware rig or software? Uh, Hardware. Okay. Yeah, so... Luckily, I was somewhat familiar with the keyboards. That way, I can kind of navigate through them, and I wasn't just kind of lost. Yeah. But that that kind of would have been bad. But um, yeah. So once I got all set up and cool with that, I was like, all right, cool. Well, we'll show time in like an hour. So I'm just like, that's well, crazy. Yeah, in the arena. I'm just like, I don't know what. You, I was like, this is gonna be interesting. Yeah. So I mean, you know, usually the last show or last two shows, that's kind of when the band kind of decides to do their thing. Right. So right, I, was just, right. I was like, oh. My I don't know what's about to happen. Are they going to be like, okay, we're going to play it straight. We're going to be cool because there's a new dude here. Right. We don't want to just leave them. Right. So it was good. No, their guys are super professional. They yeah. made sure I was cool. Like, I was like, yeah, it was fine. So I, I fit right in. And then Kendrick turns around while rapping and was like, you all right. And this goes back to rapping. So I was like, okay. Well, on the mic, is it on that? the mic? Yeah. So he, because he. Wait, was it? Are you misreading the situation? Was it the song? All right. Is oh that no, was? that song wasn't out yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just making sure. Yeah. Just making sure. Oh yeah, no, we haven't got there yet. <laughs> so, and uh, then after this, after the show was over, sitting him in the dressing room, he was like, "Yo, you're dope." Like he was like, "I see you did a little bit of homework." I was like, "Yeah, absolutely." couldn't come out here wrong and it's yeah. like you just can't do that you know but yeah. uh they trusted that i was gonna do my my part and i did so and then from that on we were cool so they actually went back to whoever they had prior because i just filled in for those two shows mm-hmm. and then when made of america came to la that's when i had started up again with them okay. and then it just kind of went from then on yeah so wow how much or how many uh years or how many tours did you do um he did a, a bunch of spot dates and festivals so i think okay. i was like on and off with him for about two years until um i did the tour for to pimp a butterfly mm. so and that was like the only time he toured that album yeah and then after that i don't think he's toured since then that album came out what two years ago about two years ago Dang, it has been about two years ago yeah yeah so yep so he toured that one album and he didn't even do like arenas or anything he did like smaller venues like the observatory oh, down cafe. Uh, no, i'm kidding <laughs> i was like oh, probably a little bigger yeah a little bigger but um no it was good he just wanted to do like an intimate kind of thing yeah. so which was cool like we did some really cool stuff so that was a, a very good experience learned a lot that's so, awesome yeah uh it pays to do your homework then oh absolutely you definitely can't show up and not know your stuff especially if they're taking a chance on you there's no rehearsals and yeah. they trust you to kind of okay well either we're all gonna crash and burn or you're gonna you know step yeah. in and act like you've been here so yeah, that's a lot of variables not in your favor yeah absolutely like, yeah. no rehearsal yeah not your rig yeah no sound check no sound check yeah. yeah wow so it's like and then you don't know the guy so you don't really have any chemistry with people you don't know right so it's just like okay 
Yeah. Everyone's trying to fill you out or not really fill you out because you're only gonna be around for two shows. So uh-huh. it's just like, okay, whatever. We're gonna make it. Well, I mean, if he goes down in flames, we'll just play over him. You know. Yeah. But luckily, that wasn't nobody's mentality at all. So like, it was cool. Like, they made sure I was fine. You know. Yeah. Which is, that's great. Like, yeah. I, I mean, professionals. So it was. Yeah. Uh, it was good. It was. It was a bit nerve wracking for a second. Oh, I bet. Yeah, but uh, once it got going, I was like, ah. Oh, we're good. Yeah. We're totally good. That's awesome. So, don't fast forward. Don't fast forward. Don't do it. Don't do it. I promise this will be worth it. All right. Do you know about the load-in? If you're, I tell you what. You know what? You can fast forward if you're already a member of the load-in. If you're not a member of the load-in, give me 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Okay? Check it out. Every week, every Friday, I send out a new email to my email list. It's called the load-in. It's the only weekly digital magazine for musicians. It's got all kinds of good stuff in it, okay? For one, anytime there's new content on Startup Musician, you'll be the first to know. For two, I take the best stuff from the internet, filter it down, and give it to you. And third, you get a free chart every week for a song you should know. This month is Bayprill. Yes, Bay, as in Beyonce, Queen Bay, okay? So, every week, you're getting a free Beyonce chart every single week, but only if you're a member of the Load-In. I promise I'm not going to scam you. I'm not going to send your information to anyone. I'm not going to do any of that crap. All I want to do is send you good stuff, okay? So go to startupmusician.co slash load in, one word, load in. There you can sign up, join the email list, and get your weekly two scoops of goodness. What are you waiting for? Oh, I, well, I guess you're in the middle of the podcast episode. Okay, you could go right now, like you could pause it or and go, or if you want to listen to the rest, that's fine, and just go after. But don't forget, because here's the thing, there's no way to get previous charts. If you miss it, you miss it, man. Like, I don't know what to tell you. All right, startupmusician.co slash load in. Let's get back to the interview. So I know you don't play with Kendrick Lamar anymore. Yes. Uh, so why did you, why did you leave? Um... We had some differences, I should say. It wasn't uh, a personal thing with uh, Kendrick and I. It was uh, on the business side of things. Gotcha. So, which is how a lot of different things go when you part ways. It's right. nine times out of ten on the business business end. Mm-hmm. So, we had differences. And it was, I mean, it kind of ran its course. So, yeah. it was cool. So, but. He hasn't had like a big tour in a while he right? hasn't nope uh just one-off kind of mm-hmm. stuff it's been one-offs for for a little while so you know we yeah we can talk about specifics off yeah yeah, yeah but yeah. uh yeah that's that's pretty much that yeah it okay. was uh time to do other things and it was i mean it was good like it was kind of perfect timing the way it all kind of like stopped because mm-hmm. it was like a kind of like a new chapter for me like mm-hmm. got a new place Got new gigs, got new connections, new everything. So everything kind of kept going, which I wouldn't have been able to do if I would have stayed. Right. right. So it would have been it would have been weird. So everything happens for a reason. Yeah. So I mean, I don't have any bad blood with anybody, as far as I know. But uh, yeah, it was that time. Yeah. So um, what are you doing? Uh, what are you doing now? Now I am uh, still doing work with a couple artist uh a new one her name is seven streeter and uh i've been doing some um spot date things with uh neo mm. filling in for a friend of mine um 
and actually trying to do more like TV film production stuff, which is kind of what I went to school for, like film, oh, really? film okay. scoring. So nice. trying to get into that field. Yeah. And kind of be home a little more. So yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't see much of LA. So I'm mm. trying to really. Still, I, I love performing, I love playing. Right. So that's kind of where everything kind of started and kind of took off. So. But still trying to be more on the creative side of things because you mm-hmm. can only be so creative playing someone else's stuff. Right, right. So, which is not a bad thing, but still, I mean, I want to create some stuff. That's, as, an, as your own. As my own. Yeah, yeah, I want to have something that I can show for myself music-wise yeah. versus just I've played on this gig or this gig. or. But, I mean, that's just me. That's just, Yeah, yeah. But, well, I, I feel like... It's probably that way for most people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would hope so because, yeah. I mean, a lot of these guys are... You know, way too good to be playing four chords for like 30 years. Right. So right. it's just like, it sucks. You never really get to like branch out and mm-hmm. actually like show your potential, what you're actually capable of because yeah. you're just kind of always in the background. Yeah. I mean, once it starts, the money's coming, everything's good. You're seeing things, you're traveling, everybody's happy. And then you sit down for a second, it's like, oh, 10 years have gone by. What have I done? I've been playing the same four chords. <laughs> same four chords, you know? So, yeah. But, yeah. nice. Uh, have you had any, you mentioned film and TV stuff and mm-hmm. going to school for film scoring. Um, have you had any stuff placed? Uh, um, yet? Not yet. I actually just submitted something to a TV show mm-hmm. that apparently they're going to take. So, great. Once that actually kind of happens. I will uh, be sure to let you know. Yeah. So, um, I've actually had some, I did some string work for a friend of mine for a movie in Drumline 2, mm. and he got all the music plays and all that stuff, so I did some string work that actually made it to that movie. Nice. Yeah. That's great. So, that was cool. <clears throat> awesome. Um, uh, tell me about, you mentioned like Alicia Keys, Common... Uh, some of those. What what were those uh, things you worked on? The Alicia Keys thing. Um, on I think what tour it was like the World on Fire tour. I did some programming for that tour. So some stuff had happened. So I've, I got a call from a buddy to kind of help, kind of program and kind of help put the show together. So I went and did that for about a week. So I got a chance to kind of do some stuff like that yeah a little bit of arranging a little bit and then mostly just kind of beefing up everything is that so, you're like programming the tracks they're yeah playing yeah. with live yeah gotcha so putting basically i was in i was in the box so it was yeah. cool yeah it was a lot of fun she was nice got to work with her the band was oh, great nice. yeah so did you did you like go to rehearsals and stuff yeah so oh, they okay. rehearsed in a hangar in, at sony so that was the hmm. first time i actually got to see like someone's whole like touring rig set up like in almost kind of like an arena style type right. ordeal. So I was like, oh, this is kind of what it's like when someone has some money. So <laughs> it was kind of cool. Like I had my own room, computer, keyboard, everything kind of set up to where I can just work and do whatever I need to do. Wow. Yeah. So it was kind of, uh, it was kind of cool. Huh. Yeah. So what does that, what does that process look like? Like they, are you listening or like recording their rehearsals and then you build stuff around that? Uh, basically, yeah. So they're over on the stage rehearsing. I'm back here. Like I have like a, a two mix bounce of whatever it is they're doing. So mm-hmm. it was in like four blocks. So I had like all four blocks set up, and then I would just go through and play all the missing pieces that he weren't he wasn't playing. So whatever uh, whatever. Are you comparing to the record? 
Yeah. Okay. So whatever they're not playing live, I would go in and fill in. And then if they had like any like specials or anything, I would just pretty much beef up any of that stuff. Yeah. To make it sound like there's a million people up there. Huh. So that's awesome. Sound effects and things like that. Ableton? Uh, they were, I was working in Logic, but it all oh ended up God. in Pro Tools. So gotcha. everything I did, recorded, I just bounced it down, gave it to their Pro Tools engineer. And she plugged it in and leveled it out and they just kind of went. Nice. So that's awesome. Yeah. And then the common thing. Yeah, yeah. It was a a show called Stand Up for Cancer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I did that a couple of years back. Um, it was actually him, Lupe Fiasco, and Jennifer Hudson. Huh. And then Ariana Grande. Yeah. So, and it was like, it was pretty cool. So I got a chance to work with all of those guys. And I think that was the second time working with Lupe Fiasco. I did uh, this thing called Ski TV back in the day. That they were doing he came he was one of the people that came by yeah so not nah, it was great it nice. was yeah everyone was really nice approachable and they came and spoke you know they yeah. didn't just kind of they went doing the hollywood thing right, right. like oh yeah you know so yeah. it was it was cool it was That's good. awesome yeah sweet what do you think if there was one thing i'm gonna make you brag on yourself no if there's one thing that you think that you are particularly good at what would you th- think that that is this is easy i can play parts i feel like that's the most important thing to do with in playing in a band mm-hmm. is being able to play your part yeah and i feel like i can play my part well so playing parts is very important um i'm not a soloist and i know my strengths and weaknesses but mm-hmm. i would say that's probably one of my strengths being able to play my part yeah and be able to like execute it yeah so as opposed to uh either just kind of knowing it on the on this end or on the other end like going a little too far yeah yeah just knowing knowing the balance yeah so because you know some gigs you get a little bit more freedom than others yeah so just kind of knowing where to pick and choose to kind of do things and not to do things mm-hmm. so i think i've kind of Figured it out, but it's easy. It's, I'd rather be safe than sorry. Right, right. So, until they say it's okay to open up, I play what's there. Yeah. So, and I make sure I know what's there. So, I actually take the time to kind of actually listen to what's going on. So, yeah. Uh, it's crazy. I hate to even bring it up, but um, I just did a, um, a random TV gig recently with a guy from England on Ellen, and hmm. he's never met any of us. He flew in the day before the show to sit with three randoms he's never met before right. to do his single. And they're really just kind of like delicate about this particular song. Like we have to, it has to be played like this, has to be done like this and whatever. Cool. I'm going to do what I always do. I'm going to learn it and I'm going to go in. So right. we're sound checking. He's like, can you play a little bit to make sure, you know, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, sure. Fine. So we start the songs for the first time we played it. And he stops and says, that's the first time I've ever heard my piano part played correctly. That actually made me kind of happy. Hey. And I was just like, wow, it pays to actually learn the music. Yeah. So, and from that moment, because they didn't, they didn't know if they wanted to use keys or not. So they just like, just come anyways, and we'll kind of see how it kind of goes. And, you know, it might just be guitar and whatever. Right. So he was just like, no, we definitely got to use it because no one's ever played it right. Huh. So I was like. Nice. Sweet. Yeah, it pays to, to know your stuff. Yeah. Shoot. So I was just like, just play the part. Yeah. Can't really go wrong with the part. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. What advice would you give uh a younger musician who's uh maybe in a spot where you were 
10 years ago um, trying to get your career going? Um, I would say now since it's a different age, I would try to reach out to the guys that you kind of look up to in a, in a sense mm. to kind of try to get some advice in terms of how they did it. Because a lot of them are really a lot more approachable than you think. Mm-hmm. So um, it just depends on what, what they're actually trying to do in terms of like touring and things like that. Yeah. Um, kind of see how the, the guys above you are kind of doing them. Um, I would say learn the part yeah. and be okay with playing the part. Like you, I mean, if you have all the chops in the world, that's great. When yeah. it's time for you to go, go. But like people are going to appreciate you playing their record. Yeah. Because they can take someone half as talented as you but can play the record any day of the week mm-hmm. versus anything else. But um, practicing and really just kind of like being nitpicky when it comes to your craft. Mm. Just really diving in. If you're not good at sound programming or anything like that, figure it out. YouTube now, you can pretty much figure out how to do anything on YouTube. Right. Or like I was saying, just reach out to some of the guys who are actually doing it because you just Mm -hmm. never know if they're going to respond or not. Mm -hmm. And just kind of like when you do reach out, just keep it to where it's like it's general. It's not kind of like over the top where it's kind of like you feel like you come. I shouldn't say like a fan because that's a terrible word to use. Um, Right, right. um, Just kind of like, okay, cool. I I admire your work. I look up to you. Like, you do great work. But, like, I'm trying to see how you got to where you got to. Like, if you have any tips, anything, whatever like that. People respond to that. Mm -hmm. So, it's just like, I mean, we're all humans at the end of the day. I don't think anyone's better than the next person. Yeah. Especially when it comes, cool, we got a gig. Doesn't mean I change. Or I think I'm something I'm not. And that's where a lot of, I've seen a lot of people kind of go down once they kind of get on a gig. Their head inflates. Mm. So, it's just like, huh. We're, st- we're still nothing you know there's right. always someone better than us at the end of the day mm-hmm. so just be just be you be a cool person you just never know who's watching you right. know so and for those people who want to get there they're watching they're looking yeah. to kind of see how you do things but um yeah i would i would just say reach out and just ask the questions you want to know yeah you know it doesn't hurt you're gonna get so many messages when this podcast airs, <laughs> and that's fine. So any of them that I could possibly answer that actually makes some sort of sense to you, sure, I don't, right. I don't mind. So like, I've I've done that before. I, every now and again, or somebody will ask, like recently, some ask, yo, is it cool if I just if I'm in L.A. if we can just hang, you can just show me some stuff. I was like, sure, I don't, yeah. I don't mind. Anything I can do to help. I mean, it's not mine's anyways. Right. So I mean, you have to give in order to receive. So. Mm. It's okay. It's, it's it's totally fine. Yeah. Like everything we do is recycled anyways. Right. So right. there's no reason to be selfish. Yeah. So I I don't mind. It's That's totally great. cool. Nice. If you could do it all over again, would you have stayed on the drums? <sighs> yeah, because I feel like they get more freedom, man. Like they get to like go off when they want to, and I can't do that playing keys. Yeah. But no. yeah, I wish I played drums. <laughs> yeah, it's like they they're like. <laughs> They're like this. They're runner up to rock star because, mm. of course, guitar mm-hmm. players. They, they. I know. <laughs> it's <laughs> ah, solo guitar. Take it. I know. I mean, I don't want no getting around it. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to solo anyway, but still, can somebody just throw one at me? <laughs> give me I at least want to be offered. Just offered. Just let yeah. me turn it down. Let me be like, no, nah, I'm cool. <laughs> but uh, no, drums for sure. Like, if I actually had the time to like try to get back in it, I would definitely try to play drums. Yeah. I just want to do like a legit gig and then like post my life away and then be done yeah 
That's it. I just want to do like tear. I would I would play uh, a ton of gigs for free on drums just so I could have an excuse. Yeah. To play drums and like practice drums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if anyone's listening, uh, hire me to play drums. I'm uh, pretty terrible. Yeah. Me too. I'm down. Totally down to ruin your gig. So <laughs> it's crazy. I actually had a drum gig when I first moved to LA. Really? I played the House of Blues in Hollywood before it uh, closed. Really? Yeah, but no one knows. Is so. that why they closed? Because you yep, were on drums? Absolutely. I totally ruined everything. It was like, yeah, it's not going to work out. So we're going to shut this down. You can find the show notes for today's episode at startupmusician.co slash 23 slash 23. There you'll find links to John online, links to stuff we've discussed in today's podcast, and you can sign up for The Load In, the weekly digital magazine for musicians. If you're enjoying the show, go into iTunes or your podcast app of choice and click subscribe. You'll never miss an episode. Thanks again to John Witt Jr. Also, special thanks to Andrew Reyes, who wrote the Started Musician opening and closing theme. I'm Brandon Shaw. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you in the next episode of Startup Musician.